Okay, I am also rolling. I've been all right. I've been I've been pretty good. Uh, obviously, United could be doing more for me, but uh, uh, on balance, things are all right. Things are okay. Um, I'm glad to hear you're doing better because I know you were really under the weather for a while there. Um, Certainly made me sick. I think I think we should touch on. We should just say which games we're like we're talking about, though. We should just like because we've missed seven matches. We haven't like it's been seven matches since the last time we talked. It was kind of from a corner, yeah. It was the, the, it was a rebound from an, like a, a a following sequence from a corner, um, yeah. So there's so much to talk about here. Um, you said you want to kind of talk about more of the broad strokes, though. So is there something in particular you wanna you wanna start with?
Yeah, I do think there has been a clear approach. Um, that's not to say that I endorse the approach, but I think when you look at uh, sort of Erickson and McTominay have been pretty much mainstays in the side during that period. Casemiro, when he's been available, has gotten onto the pitch as well. Uh, but really, Erickson, McTominay, Fernandez uh, have been the midfield three. Um, I think Erickson is on the pitch simply because uh, we've had a lot of trouble all season playing incisively, and Erickson does allow you to play incisively. Um, McTominay, I think, is on the pitch because we've had a ton of trouble with box threat. Uh, just have not gotten the box threat uh, and the goals, in particular from our wingers, that I think we were expecting to. Uh, and so what you've wound up with is Erickson sort of as the deepest midfielder in possession, with McTominay pushed up and Bruno playing sort of an in-between role. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, I think, the the broad strokes. However, even with Erickson on the pitch, we haven't been playing incisively. We've There's really been a heavy focus on wing play, even more so than last year. Um, and a lot of speculative crossing into the box. Um, yeah, I, th- I think really that's what's underlined this approach has been a, a lot of crossing. Um, and a lot of crossing not necessarily from good crossing positions, not necessarily from advantageous game states, um, and, and a lot of squandering in, in um, threatening uh, spaces. Um, yeah, and and then obviously I don't think the out of possession approach has changed drastically. I definitely think uh, there's, you know, because of the change in in possession approach, United have suffered in terms of their ability to sort of dominate territory, and as a result, the out of possession approach becomes more passive consequentially. Um, but yeah, that, that that that's that's the those are the broad strokes of where I think we're at.
Yeah, so agreed on your assessment of Erickson. McTominay, I think, for me, this is still tougher. I, I, under, I, I understand conceptually why he's doing it. However, he's not actually, you just, you just said McTominay uh, has been getting a couple chances a game. He actually hasn't. Like he's he's he has 0.8 non-penalty expected goals in the Premier League this season, and he has three goals. And most of the expected goals that he has are from that uh, the goals he scored in added time uh, to win the match. I think it was against Brentford. Um, so no, he, he really isn't providing box threat. That's just it's simply not happening. Um, and with that in mind. I really think he's compromising your ability to, pen- to to progress and penetrate centrally. I don't think he's adding that much out of possession besides maybe fortifying us at set pieces, which we have been better, uh, a little bit better at set pieces recently. Um, yeah, th- this is just, it's a huge head scratcher for me, but I don't know. I, I don't want to just keep, I don't want to turn him into the, like, into the whipping boy because... There are, there are, yeah, it's not the main problem. I mean, I think maybe the main problem is, like, the selection decisions is one of the main problems. Um, maybe that's, this is a part of it, but I, I don't, I think it's totally, it would be totally disingenuous to say McTominay is the reason United are losing these matches. Um, Yeah, and I, I, I was just going to say, I also wonder how much of this midfield selection is dictated by the fact that a lot of, I mean, the players who are on the bench, Hannibal, um, Amrabat, and then obviously Casemiro injured, but I wonder if McTominay and Erickson are getting in the game because there's a perception that they're, they're a little bit more wily, less rash, um, because I do think... Hannibal and Amrabat in particular have gotten themselves in some really dangerous positions, jumping out, fouling, fouling a lot. Mount has also fouled uh, quite a bit, at least by my eye. I haven't looked at the numbers. Um, so I do wonder, because that's something I noticed in particular against Newcastle, there was just no control of emotion, it felt like to me. There was a lot of just like nipping at people's heels unnecessarily turning the out-of-possession approach into something that it's not meant to be, which is, you know, sort of like heavy metal, high risk. Um, and so I kind of, I wonder about that. Uh, because though Erickson, obviously, I think kind of, un, like, it's not tenable to field him every week because of his physical limitations. He is a lot more reserved in his behavior out of possession, which maybe that's part of this. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yep. Martial was... was... Yeah, I mean, we just... We, we got dog-walked in that match. And I think against Newcastle, we were more competitive to start the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say that was one of I think that was one of Mount's worst worst matches um, it, when he's played this season. Um, did not cover himself in glory, um, but yeah. So yeah, I think my my bottom line on the midfield selection is I get why Erickson is playing. I conceptually understand why McTominay is playing. I still think it is a huge mistake. Um, I, I'm not going to say playing Erickson is a huge mistake because there, he has had an effect on matches that is like undeniable. Um, but you still need to move toward an approach that isn't this. Because this, this is not going to get you top four football the way we're playing right now. Um, and I don't mean just like the way we're executing. I mean like the, the way we're going about things. Uh, yeah. I would say the final third play has regressed. The final third play is really bad. Um, yeah. I think I think we're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but let let me let me play devil's let me play devil's advocate though. Shaw and Martinez get back in January. Yeah, but like also we're on 21 points right now. You beat if you, theoretically, if you beat Everton, if you beat just the teams that you're supposed to beat between now and January, um like you're you're and you're and then you get like Martinez and Shaw back. Um and then and then and then I think then I think things change a little bit because you can start building up differently. Like I I do think we probably have like when Martinez went down, we probably did not appreciate properly how negatively that was going to affect our ability to build up. Um because the the build up has gotten really, you know, uh hollowed out. Uh it's super non-incisive now.
Erickson. Yeah. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, in part at the very least. Um but I but I also think it it's down to you know, if you played Mount Amrabat, Menu in some combination, I think United would be able to play th- through central areas a lot more easily. Um would there be consequences that I'm not appreciating? Perhaps. Uh but if like you're gonna lament that and you're gonna be like, oh, we don't have, like we don't have the tools to play we want how we want to play. I would like to see us use the tools that give us the ability to maybe do that, um, at least in these bigger matches. Like the Everton match, whatever, do we, do whatever you have to do to to go win that. Um, but I think we have Liverpool, we have um, Newcastle in the league, we have uh, we have one more. I think very big fixture in December um, in those matches I want to see I want to see Amrabat play I want to see Mount play I want to see Maynou play because like we know what the deficiency is um, and like if you're if you're not going to try to go dictate the match or play through or have some degree of control you've already lost like you're not like we are not winning like we are not winning these matches without that I was going to say, like, yes and no. I mean, he signed Casemiro, exactly. Like, like for me, the decision to continue to use Casemiro is unbelievable. Like, I don't know what... I know they must be re-watching these matches, and it, it, it astonishes me that they are re-watching these matches and not identifying his performance as a problem. Now, obviously, he hasn't been involved in some of the more catastrophic matches we've had recently. So obviously he doesn't bear all of the blame, but he's not a positive contributor anymore. Um, And so I don't get why he plays. And then Anthony, who's been worse than he was last season. And even last season, his, his value was at best like tactical. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I, for me, I ask questions of his player preferences now, which is really concerning. Um, and then beyond that, I also I, I also think he bears some of the blame tactically. A lot, a lot of the blame tactically, because I think this press, it's ridiculous that we're this far in, and this press still looks the way it does, where there's just huge gaps on the wings, and there doesn't really seem to be like a, 
some movement towards addressing that. I just, I personally, I think this press is just, in fact, too narrow. And if you look at like the other major sides, they go out and press in, in a four-four-two rather than this sort of hybridized like four-three-three where we push up the wingers and then leave space. Um, yeah, I've, I've just, I've, I've got, I've got questions all over the place now about the manager, which that's really what's like dreary and 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 upsetting for me. In part, How dysfunctional is... I take your point, but how dysfunctional is this squad, really? Because to me, I still see a ton of really good players. I I still see a lot of good players.
Yeah. I, I also, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, agreed with that. And I think that kind of takes us nicely into a discussion of like the Champions League. Because I think where United are at in the Champions League is just absolutely, totally unacceptable. I've said this before. Like, I said this one when, when Ali was in charge. We didn't have a podcast then. But at the time, I said it. There is, no, there is no excuse to not get out of your Champions League group as Man United. There is no excuse. Like... Doesn't matter how bad the injuries are. Doesn't like it doesn't. Yeah, like, especially this group. Like, doesn't matter how bad the injuries are. It doesn't matter how unlucky you get. There is no excuse not to get out of your Champions League group. United are almost certainly not going to get out of their Champions League group unless they win both of these matches. Which you know what? Crazier things have happened. This team is bizarre. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did that just for the memes. Can they get out with a win and a draw? Oh yeah, they could have seven points. That's crazy. That's if and draw Bayern, and then and then if <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. But anyway, point being, you need things to break your way now um, to get out of this group, which is pathetic. It's completely pathetic. You had it in hand. Um, I realize the red card on Rashford is unlucky. Um, the penalty call against Maguire is unlucky in the, those matches against Copenhagen. Um, but you're up 2-0 at, like at going into half, basically. I get that you go down a man, but it's Copenhagen. Like, I'm sorry. I know they've played well in these Champions League matches. This is not, this is not a side that has any right to come take it to you. And put even two goals past you. Forget four. So, like, I think for me, that also comes down to, like, I do think there's a mentality problem now. And, I, I, you know, I'm the last person to start talking about mentality. I do think this team crumbles um, far more easily than it, than it should. Because there's a lot of... I, I do believe there is a lot of talent in this team. There's also some not-so-talented players, but there's a lot of talent. There's enough talent to see out, you know, 55 minutes of football against a Danish side when you're already up 2-0. Yeah. Like, and, and, and like, we, you just know they're going to crumble. When anything, any adversity, when they're confronted with any adversity, like, this team is just, it's building up. And, and you know what? Part of this is the vibe, right? Like, you can't, it's really hard to, to maintain mental strength and, persevere when so many things have gone against you. And I do think a lot of stuff has gone against this team this season. Um, And so you start to, you know, get in your own head, but there's also like, you can control some things. And I feel like like this team is just mentally on zero right now, like running on fumes, which is upsetting to see. And I don't, I don't really know how you fix that. That's not my like space, but it's, it seems like a problem. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I have been thinking about this. Like, if that Garnacho goal stood against Arsenal, how different would the season be? Like, I, I do think it would be pretty different. 
Um, and that's not to say that we wouldn't have these problems. I just think... Uh, I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful. I think you go and win that match if, if, if that Garnacho goal uh, holds. Sure.
Hold on. You didn't stop recording. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I did not stop recording. Sorry. I did not. No. What happened? Oh, because I, I did see that we were above them. What was the score? What the fuck? Dude, I don't understand this sport at all. Yeah, I did see that they had a lot of like injuries and stuff. Yeah, it's tough. That's... Whoa. That's crazy. He was seven when I was going into high school. <laughs> That's outrageous. Um, mentality. Mentality, yeah. I agree with you. I just think, like, at this point, it needs to be touched on to some extent. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's tough. Yes, I think it is fair to say that. Yeah, I think I think a little bit more XG. I think it's like something like 16 XG maybe. Yeah, 15. Yeah. bit like we'd score a lot more goals um so i guess a lot but yeah a lot a lot like a lot um 
Yeah. I mean, Rashford's just, like, not been very good this season. Garnacho, I think, has been fine um, when he's played. But, I don't know. These just aren't great attackers. Hoyland, I think, is very good. He's been very good recently. Um, but he's still not, like, an elite player. Um I mean, they're going in the Champions League. He's got five goals in, in four matches now. Yeah. 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 I also, I would add this, though. I do think a big part of the creation issue has been a territory issue. Like, United just haven't had the ball in the final third. Like, I think that's actually been a bigger issue than the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, United's attackers... But, like, United's attackers aren't elite. But they are better than what they've done this season. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Garnacho is straight up a good player. Um, yeah, I think he's excellent for his age. Yeah. No, I think I agree with that. Yeah. I don't think Rashford is giving you 15 this season. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's an outlier. Yeah, I, but I think in particular, I think Hoyland might, but I think in particular, I think it's an outlier when Rashford hits that number. Like, I don't think Rashford's true talent level is a 15 goal a season, non-penalty goal a season in the league uh, winger. 
Like, that's not... But you don't. So it's not the point. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think that's basically where I'm at. Um, but I don't think the key problem is that... I think you can score a ton of goals with these attackers. I think you can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I broadly agree with you. I do think a I do think a big big part of the defensive issues have been actually in possession issues, and in particular, wasteful decision making um, in dangerous spots. However, I wouldn't say with as much confidence as you are saying it that it's not a rest defense issue. Um, I think. Just because I would like to go back and see some of the... Because, you know, sometimes these decisions are made and they're poor decisions, but good... Yeah. But, like, but I, I kind of just want to go a little bit more in-depth there because, like, yes, uh, the decision-making is definitely an aspect of this. Um, however, also... Um, I think there's a chance that in a lot of these instances it's a bad decision and then there's also some, you know, unneeded exposure uh, to some extent. But I, I, we need to look at the, at the tape first to, to really make that assessment, I think. Um,
Yep. I think Luton is really bad. I also think Luton is really... It's just like a an island of misfit toys. Like, the players on the scene, Andros Townsend, Ross Barkley, Tahith Chong. Like, that is just like a... Like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't understand how this is a Premier League side. Um, yeah. This is, yeah, this is... I have... Whenever I, whenever I say this about a team, like, this team is so bad, it's not like a... I don't, it's not a value judgment of the club or anything like that. It's just like, objectively, this is not a good set of players playing well. Um. Yeah, but I don't think those sides are as bad as Luton are. <laughs> and I, I, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, though I take your point. Yeah. Just, I want to throw something in kind of random. Uh, United have conceded six penalties in all competitions this season, which is an insanely high number. Um, I think four have been from handballs. Shaw, right? Wasn't there one against Shaw? There was... Uh, now I have to go look. Now I have to go look. It's going to drive me nuts. Oh, you're right. That's, I think that's the one I was thinking of. Let's see. I think it was. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. I mean, get the ball out of your box part, is part of it, right? Like, don't spend the time... So, like, when you cede so much territory, the ball spends more time in, its bo- in your box, and these things happen. However, you still have to be unlucky for them to happen. Yeah. 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 Like... While I think uh, there's, I have really big issues with managerial decisions, player performance, uh, etc. I do think, on balance, this team has been unlucky. Um, oh yeah, but that was also a goofy one. That like, like just a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's bad. That was actually a bad call, in my opinion. Even though I don't think it changes the result at all. Um,
Yeah. Well put, I think. Um, yeah. None of, none of which is to make excuses. I, I tweeted after the first... At halftime of the first Copenhagen match, when United were drawing nil-nil and, and uh, playing quite, quite poorly, that if United didn't go on to win the game handedly, I thought it would be justified for the manager to be sacked. Um, I, I still think, on balance, if they were to sack him, it would be justified. I don't think it would necessarily... I, in fact, I don't think it would be the right decision. I think it would be the wrong decision. But I think it would be justified. Just given... I, I think this has been all been navigated really poorly. Um, it wouldn't make sense right now. No, I agree. Yeah. Nope. Uh, no, no. Just, 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 just to be clear, that was not me saying they should sack him at all. I was just saying, like, if we'd recorded this a week ago or two weeks ago, I would have said this. So I feel like it's worth visiting um, his his job security. But yeah, go ahead. No, certainly not. That's why I say I think it would be a mistake to fire him. Yeah, agreed on that. The only reason I said it was I think now he clearly bears quite a bit of blame and also has some glaring deficiencies in his approach um, that he could still amend, uh, you know, possibly, but I no longer... I mean, I, I just think that... I, Bottom line, I think the whole thing with the Champions League is just so unacceptable. And I've said this before. I said this, you know, when uh, United didn't get out of the group stages uh, the year that they lost to Leipzig. Um, yeah. That's a sackable offense. Like, that is just totally unacceptable. You can't... Those results... Like, you, you do have to have some level of, like, we are Man United, we have to... Exactly, yes. Like, right. You can have a different conversation, yeah. But, like, when you get dog-walked by sides that are not better than you, in terms of talent, in terms of, like, what they showed last season, 
That's unacceptable. Like it's it's just like you have to, there has to be something that is unacceptable. You have to have you have you have to have triggers for these decisions and I do think for me that is a trigger. Now, taking it all on balance, I still wouldn't make that decision, but I would think it would be justified or at least justifiable. And so that's why I say it. I agree with that. Listen, I am by no means saying he is primarily at fault for the condition of the club. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely clearly dysfunction that is out of his control. However, things like you know repeatedly being linked to players like Arnautovic and Rabiot, um, Selection decisions, like consistently playing McTominay, consistently playing Casemiro, consistently playing Anthony. Um, I've sought the. I've he he has Anthony looks like maybe a little. It's it's things have changed. Um, took a long time. I mean, I also think this season he's been a lot worse, and it's just different. Um, but anyway, that's not my point. We're getting to. Derailed. My point is, I think he's made his bed to a certain extent. I don't think this is all just dysfunction. Like, he's got tools. He's like, why is Mason Mount not playing? I, I don't see a good reason. And I don't want to turn this into us just like lamenting the things we disagree with him about, but I, I, I look to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I, I don't see it. Like, I don't, I don't see it. And when I stop seeing the path 
that's when I start asking these questions, and I, I do think I have started asking these questions. That's not to say that I, I think he's, you know, out the door now, and I'm can't, you know, I'm going to be outside the stadium with a sign. But I've lost a lot of confidence. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will. I will say this. I will say this, Aaron. This is not about Soulstar. I do think there would be a certain level of surprise at how little instruction some managers give their players, even at the highest level of the game. That this that is not a comment about Ole Gunnar Soulstar. I just mean that in general. I think people would be surprised how certain managers get along without, you know, rigorous tactical instruction. But go ahead.
Yeah. Yeah, well put. Shall we wrap this up in terms of the football side? It's not outrageous. We just have to go win in Istanbul. That's ridiculous. That's like actually ridiculous. You need to drop iron. Correct. Hilarious. I, th I think you still have a pretty good chance. That's crazy. Yeah, alright. Yeah, that's true. The way it happened was insane. <laughs> yeah. It's an amusing statement, right? Because we've just gotten done finished saying that... Gotten... Gotten done finished saying? Gotten... Gotten done saying... Gotten... We've just gotten done saying that we think they've been unlucky. But we're also simultaneously saying that the... The... How poorly they've played has not shown up on the score... On the... The table. Which is interesting. Um, how do you reconcile those two? How, how do we reconcile those two, I should say? Not great. Chelsea's been smoking teams, though. Like, Chelsea's just... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Six. Six across all comps, yeah. In the opposition box, you mean? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. Nope. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Okay. Like, somehow, yes. <laughs> somehow, yes. Despite what's really just been a, a horrid couple of months. A good season is still within grasp, which seems ridiculous. I'm not, like, I'm not even, I've, I, I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of hope left for it. But it's still not even, not simply mathematically possible. Like, not completely improbable. Which is, uh, I don't know what to make of it. It's fortunate. Um, in my opinion, but we'll see. I 
yeah, the selection, the, sele- the selection choices need to change for for me, in my opinion. Um, no. They won't. They they like they won't fix. They certainly won't fix everything. They won't. They'll make a difference, but they won't change who the team is completely. Because honestly, I think there are very big tactical problems that need to be changed. Like approach needs to be changed. Um, that's where we're at. All right. Shall we do a? Unless you have anything else, shall we do a quick no details since we've been gone so long? No. Okay, no details. This is the segment of the podcast where you can ask us any question. The one caveat being, the question cannot be about football. Um, okay, I've got I've got some I've got a couple ideas uh, bouncing around here. First off, you got any you got any music recs? It's been it's been a month since we've done a podcast. Any any music recs? What have you been listening to? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's the best part of the podcast, probably. <laughs> Some bangers on that album, yeah. Awesome. Does he know? Nice. Cool. 
That's cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i actually a pretty big Eagles fan. There's, they've got a lot of great music. I can send you some, some song recs, but really, you can't really go wrong. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, live music is amazing. I got to see... I mean, did I say this? On, have we had a podcast since... I saw Little Sims live. She's one of my favorite artists. It was awesome, dude. It was... I saw the Arctic Monkeys live. I think we did talk about that, but I saw Little Sims more recently, um, and she's awesome. Like she's a great performer. It was it was really really cool. She didn't play two of my favorite songs of hers, which was a bit of a letdown. But um, you know that happens, right? Like it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so that was cool in terms of live music. What I've been listening to um, recently, I've got I've kind of. You know, I, I used to be really into hip-hop, rap. That was, like, the majority of what I listened to. Probably four years ago, I moved away and, like, didn't... Was listening to far, far less of it. The last, like, month, I've just, like, totally come back to it and found a bunch of stuff that I've missed in the, in the intervening time. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of Baby Keem. Uh, he put out an album, I think it was last year, The Melodic Blue. That's awesome. Um... Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty big. He's got, you know, his cousin is Kendrick Lamar. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so they've got, a, they've got songs together. Um, yeah, I've also been listening to Kendrick Lamar's album from last year that I liked when it first came out, but now I'm, like, really, really getting back into it, um, enjoying it a lot. That's crazy. I think you would really, in, in particular, I think you like to pimp a butterfly. No, it, I think definitely your favorite will be to, to Pimp a Butterfly. My favorite is Good Kid, Mad City. Um, just because it has, like, incredible re-listen value for me. Like, I, I can just, like, anytime pop it back on. Um, but To Pimp a Butterfly is definitely, like, you know, his seminal work. Um, and I think it'll be right up your alley. Um, so, yeah, that's most of what I've been listening to. Also, Joy Crooks. You should listen to Joy Crooks. She's awesome. Um, she's, uh... I... I, she is British. I'm quite confident she's British. Yeah. Um, she's got some awesome music. It's like R&B. Um, amazing. 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 Like, I've just been so into it. A uh, couple songs I've been listening to in particular. Um, let's see. Trouble. Uh, I've got more. Hurts. Uh, when you were mine, and then also she has a she did a cover of a Kendrick Lamar song, uh, or two Kendrick Lamar songs really. Um, yeah, really really good. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm 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 you've got me. I'm gonna go back to Remy Wolf though now too because I haven't listened to that album. I think it was it's a 2021 album, right? So it's been two years. Yeah.
Mm-mm. And I don't think you, you mentioned it. Yeah, no. Okay. So, Ray, how do you spell it? R-A-Y-E. Oh, I wonder if I've heard it. I've been off TikTok for like a year. I do have a song of hers saved on, on Spotify, so I'm thinking that's probably the one. Yeah, it's got 630. It's definitely the one. It's got 635. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, really? That's cool. I, I, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have guessed that either. No. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. I haven't gone down a... A rabbit hole with uh, tiny desks in a while, so I'll have to do that. Oh, I've seen. I, no, I've I've, I've seen. I, I, dude, I've I've gone down tiny desk rabbit holes before. It's just been a minute since I've done it. Yeah, um, yeah. Stromize is amazing. Uh, Setangana has like an like is my personal favorite. His is like so 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 cool. Um, I would definitely recommend watching that one. Um, Oh, one last music rack that I have before I think we've co- I think we've done enough here. I think we've got we've spoken enough. Um, if you only listen to one thing that I've ever recommended, listen to uh, uh, this is listen to Santosum by Priya Ragu. Uh, it's like her. I did send it to you. Did you listen, dude? It's an album. I am in love with this album. Like, I'm just listening to... I was listening to it, like, on repeat for, like, two weeks, and then I had to stop 
to just like give myself a rest, but I'm going to come back to it now because I almost forgot. Um, yeah. It's su- yeah, it's super unique. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I won't spoil it too much because it's super worth listening to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that tweet was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Four of our last five. Jeez. All right, man. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. It's called a week. Bye, everybody.